everybody. Welcome into Live for Sports. My name's Nathan. Um, probably going to be a very, very quick episode. I wouldn't say very, very quick. Probably uh, not a whole lot I'm going to go over. It's just I'm going to go... So there's been nine eliminated teams from the NHL playoffs. Now, I kind of did it with the NBA teams for the second round. Um, going to do my NHL one so far, though. So there's been nine now. There could be a tenth uh, tonight with Calgary if that game happens, uh, this episode's coming out tomorrow, so maybe I'll miss a team, but going to do what I think they should be doing in the offseason, like what their focus needs to be, and um, do it, like, do I think they need to rebuild, do I think they need to add a piece, whatever pieces they need to move out, not really who they need to bring in, like, kind of a general idea of it, not just anybody specific, so, um, yeah, let's get into it. Simmons, is this the dagger? So, I'm going to kick it off with the biggest team that got eliminated, you know, I would say, because it's just another year of disappointment. I'm going to start off with the Leafs here. And they do have the biggest offseason ahead, I think, out of all these teams. Maybe you could argue the other ones. but And so, basically what I've heard with the Leafs so far, in their closing, their exit interviews on the year, I heard... Like Shanahan and Dubis say, we shouldn't expect any drastic changes to the core that they have of like Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares, Morgan Riley, even. And like coaching staff's going to come back. And personally, I don't like the idea. I really don't. Um, Sheldon Keith can come back. He's only been there for two years. You know, he like, I'll give him another year. If you come up short another year, you're gone. You're axed, right? You have to be. And Dubis, sure, you built a solid team. You signed Giordano for what was a steal the other year at two years, 800K. He told them to go lower, though, Giordano did, so that they could spend money elsewhere. Um, Why has Brendan Shanahan not been fired as your president, though? That's what I got to ask. The Shanna plan, that the Leafs fans like to call it, has not worked. It has not, if you ask me. He's been there for eight years now. He was hired in April of 2014 or 2013, I believe it was. They haven't won a playoff series since he's been there. Sure, he's got Matthews. He's got Marner. Uh, he drafted Nylander, like all those guys. Um, signed Tavares, but that contract is kind of stupid at this point. Like, why are you giving him another shot if you have eight years no success? Um... And, like, if you're a GM, you go five years, no playoff success, you're axed. Almost all the time. If you're a coach, you go, like, three years, you're you're axed. So why is a president taking eight years is my question. I I, I don't know. I don't like it. I think some—I I would honestly fire him and give Dubas the president role, and then you can hire another—he can hire another GM. That's personally what I would think. Um— but I, I don't know why they haven't. I, I think they should, and I don't know why you give a guy eight years to, say, 
this team's got like that you've done a good enough job to stay even though you haven't won a playoff series i don't get it it makes no sense to me in terms of the overall team now and like i'll start with the core specifically they say they're not making any drastic move right i think they need to i think there needs to be some sort of wake-up call and I think one of Matthews, Marner, Nylander, Tavares goes out. And obviously, it's not going to be Austin Matthews, right? Not gonna, Like, no. He's he's one of the best players in the league. He's not going out, right? Marner, at last year, the rumors were because of his playoff six struggles. But, like, he actually performed solid this playoffs, I'll say. So, he, he's keepable now. And I feel like it would piss off Matthews if he traded him. Tavares is the guy I would trade the most out of the three just because of his age. But the thing is, Tavares' contract is borderline untradeable now. So nobody's going to take him on. So that leaves William Nylander, who has the best contract out of all three of them. Out of four of them, sorry. But yet, I think he needs to get moved. And my reasoning for wanting to move Nylander is, A, the core needs a shakeup. You can't go this many years without making a change, right? I think. And I think they need, like, a wake-up call, say, hey, get your shit together. We gotta go. Like, we we gotta win a series. We gotta win the cup eventually, right? And Nylander, at times in this Tampa series, was just such a lazy piece of shit. Like, yeah, he was, like, their leading point scorer, I think, in in the series. But, like, some of the time, he... There was just times where there'd be like an icing, or I remember one. Even TNT was ripping into him for it. Um, he had the puck, was skating in the zone, lost it a little bit. It's going into the corner. Can easily have gotten there first, but he stopped up and let Tampa's player go first, get the puck. They like, like broke it out of the zone after. He could have easily gotten there. Why wouldn't he go? I don't know. Even and then there was one in the Tampa game six, I think in overtime. I uh, got a pass that was, like, just out of his reach. Stopped skating for it, even though he was way ahead of everyone else for the most part. And, like, he had the angle if he had just kept skating and negated the icing. Didn't negate the icing, went the other way, right? Like, it's just, if they had scored off that, man, Leafs Nation would have been ripping into him for it. But they didn't, luckily for him. But I think, like, if you're going to make any change to the core, it's got to be Nylander. And he's only making, I think, $6.9 million, which is fairly cheap for... That's that's good money for what Nylander provides. If you're going to shop him, ideally I would go after some right-handed shot defenseman. Um, or you go like a prospect route and then maybe use that money to go after like Klingberg or something. I don't know. Um, and... Jake Muzzin, I think, also needs to get traded. I think he will get traded this offseason. Um, he's making $5.625 million, and he came off a year where regression had been shown. He's 32 now. Regression was showing. He also was hurt this season. I think you need to move him out. He's only got a, is a couple years left, or I, I'm not Let me check the year. Um, how many years left is on his deal? Mm-hmm. He has... So he's got two years left on his deal. So that's not horrible money, right? Some 
contender you could say might be interested in him. I think you need to move him out though because and you need to clear out that money because I think you need to go after a goaltender because it sounds like Jack Campbell is like as good as gone for the Leafs. They're not bringing him back. He doesn't. He's not coming back. So my actually wild idea for the Leafs, let's say, I think they should go and call up the Predators and say, hey, what's it going to take for you guys to deal UC Soros? Because they have Connor Ingram there. They have... Askarov, I believe how you pronounce his name, coming up. So you don't necessarily need Soros in a few years here. So why not say, and if they want to look to rebuild, hey, Soros is maybe a top five goalie, definitely top 10, maybe top five goalie in the league. Call him up. I don't know. See see if that's what it's going to take. If you have to move Nylander for him, then I'm not opposed to that either. But I would definitely give it a give it a phone call at least see what it would cost because I think you really need an elite goalie if you're Toronto to get past the first round which they haven't been able to do and I think Soros would be the answer Leafs fans would probably come at me and be like oh Campbell played fine this year should we ran into Tampa sure he played fine but like his stats weren't that impressive you kind of need you need like a good goalie to win and they don't have that, I my opinion, in Campbell. Yeah. I. Uh... So with the money you've cleared out, you move Nylander, you move Muzzin, you have some money now. I think they need to add another defenseman, probably maybe even two guys, to re- one to replace Muzzin and one just because I think they need it. I'd look at right-hand shots. I think that's where, really what they need. And then I think you really just got to spend on a really good bottom six. Maybe add like a top six forward if you move Nylander. Um, but I think you need to build towards what Tampa has done. Because what made Tampa's cup winning team so special and what make, if they three beat this year, what makes them so special? Yes, they have all the high end talent, right? But they build their depth up so well and it just, they trust all their lines pretty much. Even Pat Maroon, even though. Pat Maroon's not really good at hockey. He's just kind of, he does his role so well. Um, they all know their roles and they buy into it. And I think they need, the Leafs need more guys like that, like what Tampa has. And like, uh, Leafs fans again might say, oh, our bottom six has been good for years. I don't think so. I don't think it's been that special. I think it's just kind of the Toronto media hyping it up to be really good. Like it's been nowhere near Tampa's in my opinion. Tampa's was insanely good last year because they had so much money over the cap, but I don't know. That's just me. Um, so yeah, if I'm a leaf, if I'm a Leafs, I think you move Nylander, fire Shanahan, right? Make some changes because you need a wake up call. And I don't think if you go into next year again, run it back pretty much again. What happens if you play Tampa again? And Tampa still is this good again. You're not getting past them, I don't think. I don't know. Elite goaltending wins in the playoffs, and Vasilevsky has proven that this year and all the other years they've won. I'm going to go on to Minnesota now because their situation is really, really interesting. And yeah, my cup pick, right, knocked out. Roast me on the in the comments if you want. I was trying to be bold, but this, this actual playoff run might be the playoff run where 
bold doesn't work. I don't know. It's kind of scaring me because I feel like it's going to be a Colorado-Tampa final. Um, so because of what the Wilds buyout penalties with Suter and Prize, they have $12 million in dead cap at $14 million the next two years after. That's enough for like three quality players that they could sign. Like three or $4 million guys. Um, if they want to bring back Fiala, he's a restricted free agent. They got to clear out some money because they have just over seven million cap space, and I feel like Fiala is going to come in the seven or eight million dollar range. Um, so if you're looking at potential guys to move out off their team, Matt Zuccarello is a good bet. He does have a ten team no move clause starting in the summer, I think it is. So. He has a little bit of control over where he doesn't want to go, but you still got teams you can move him to. It just depends where he doesn't want to go. He came off a really nice season. He's got, I think, two more years left. Um, He's 34, though, so... Yeah, he's making six mil another two years, so I think it's a good time to move off him now. Even, like, you got to find money if you want to keep Fiala. Um, I'd look at moving Marcus Foligno and even Jordan Greenway up front. Um, Foligno's got two years left at 3.1. I think he's a pretty replaceable player for them for cheaper. I think you can find that. Greenway, three years left at 3 million. I think he just signed that contract last offseason. Um, but he could be a very nice piece for teams looking to upgrade their bottom six like the Leafs. Honestly, I'd love Jordan Greenway on the Leafs. I think it's a great fit. Um, play like a Barkley Goudreau kind of role for what Tampa was. And then a more sneaky pick, I say, that they're going to move off of. I think they could move Matt Dumbo. He has one year left, $6 million. Probably going to get more than $6 million on his next contract. And I don't think Minnesota really has the money for him. Um... Maybe if they lose Fiala, they, I don't know, Canucks Dream would be Fial or Besser in like a pick for Dumba. I don't, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just one for one because I don't think the Canucks really need Besser at this point unless he's, I don't know. So I think that's a possible pick guy to move. Dumba, the Leafs even wouldn't be a horrible move. Don't know if it'd be for Nylander, but... I don't actually hate that idea, but I think that he could get moved. Um, basically, if you're Minnesota at this point, because of the money you have, you got to hope that Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi are going to develop into, like, number one centers each and, like, top six forwards because you look, they have, like, no real talent down the middle right now. And if they don't develop that well, you might start looking at a rebuild. And I think you also got to look at, you got to sign a backup goalie too, because I don't think you're going to be able to bring back Flurry. Flurry's probably going somewhere else. I don't know where. Um, and then you're going to, you got to got, if you do end up trading like Zuccarello, Fiala, Dumba, you got to, you got to find some cheaper price guys who are going to fill those holes quite nicely. Um, don't have any ideas who yet. I haven't looked much, but that's pretty much how I see him staying a playoff team. You got to have Rossi and Boldy come in 
Bull Boldy's already been in, but I don't think Rossi's, I think Rossi's still considered a rookie. So he comes in, has like a rookie of the year type year, then that's what you got to hope for if you're a Minnesota fan. Because I don't, I don't, this cap strangle is, wow, I don't know. On to the Predators now we'll get to because they got swept. My idea for them, I think, is to blow it up. You had a good run. You made the cup finals once you came up short. I don't think you're going to win again with this core. I I don't. Um, but the problem with them is they have a lot of big contracts of their top guys that they can't really move out, like Duchesne and O'Hanson and Yossi even, but I don't think Yossi can move... Um, so I think they pretty much just have to stay neutral, right, and just keep building with this team or whatever. Maybe if you want to send Forsberg, go ahead. Um, I feel like he's going to get like $8 million, so me, me, you have a, they have $24 million in cap space, right, coming into the offseason. Sign him for $8 million, you got $16 million left. I think if you go out, sign some guys in the $3, 5000000 million range, that's keeps them competitive, I guess. Um, but I think you probably need another top six forward, a couple bottom six options, probably another defenseman, left or right, don't matter. Actually, probably a right-hand shot. Uh, no, could be left or right, either or. Preferably right, though, I would say. But I I don't know. I, I don't like their team set up currently and don't really know how it gets better from here to be a cup contender I think their window is pretty much all but closed unless they make some drastic move that opens it back up but um on the stars now I'm gonna go to I don't I hate this situation for them so Klingberg's a free agent Robertson is an RFA Ondra is an RFA Robertson's probably going to do being like the seven, eight million dollar range. I feel like that's a good bet, maybe six, or on a bridge deal or a long term deal. Ottinger, I could see getting like three by three and a half, or if he wants, he could probably get like a Demko level deal, like five by five or five by like four and a half. I don't know, something in that range. But they only have seventeen and a half million dollars in cap space. I think Klingberg is going to walk because I just don't think they're going to be able to afford him. And they don't really have any big contracts they can move out to afford Klingberg. I really want them to get rid of Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan because they're definitely not the same players that they once were, but you, their contracts are like untradeable. Benn makes 9.5, Sagan 9.85, Benn's got three years left on his deal, Sagan's got pretty much unmovable deals for guys who are putting up like 40, 45 points a game, 50 points per year, sorry, not 45 points a game, Jesus. Somehow, if you move out one or both of them, you got to do it. I'm not really sure if you can, because if you can blow it up, then do it, but I don't think they can quite yet. I think they have to wait like a year or two before you can move off Sagan and Ben, which would then open up the money, and 
I don't know, keep, I'm honestly kind of on board with them just keeping it in neutral, like Nashville, and then you wait a couple years once those contracts come off the books, you spend your money, they could be a really good team. But for the future, you build around Jason Robertson, you build around Miro Heiskin, and you build around Jake Ottinger. That's a great core three you can build around, a forward, a defenseman, and a goalie. Pretty much what Canucks have in P.D. Hughes and Pedersen, or P.D. Hughes and Demko, sorry, not P.D. Hughes and Pedersen. Um, I think that's what most teams should strive for, is getting a good three of like a forward, a defenseman, and a goalie, build around those three, plan for your future. And I think that's the Stars are in a good spot for that, but I don't think they're quite there yet to rebuild just because of the money they have tied into Sagan and Ben for three and five more years probably. Ugh. Let's go to the Kings now. Let's get the last Western Conference team done. Um, they're in a very good spot, I would say. They because they got they got their young players. They're still developing. They have still have a good prospect pool. Um, I'm if I'm them, I think I would move off one of Quick or Cal Peterson this offseason, just because why do you carry two goalies who are making five million dollars plus on a cap? It I I don't like that. To me, I don't think you need it. And Quick's got a year left, so he's probably the one to go. But Peterson is younger, has three more years. Maybe people like that better. I'm not sure. Um, first order business will be re-signed Kempe. He's an RFA. Came off 35 goals this year. Played well in the playoffs. Um, they do have a lot of free agents, though. I was looking at their um, cap sheet and. Only $20 million in space. A lot of those guys seem like they could be let goes, right? You could just let them walk. You can replace them with other guys. So it, even if they if they want to bring them back, though, you can move off some players, I think, that to trade. Um, but the guys they have won't cost too much, I think. I do really want to see them go acquire a top pair defenseman this this offseason, and I really, really like the idea of that being Jacob Chikorin because I think they need a left-hand shot because they have Doty. I think they need Chikorin. It's like a match made in heaven for me. I think they need another lefty because, yeah, I don't know. I, I just really like the idea of them getting a left-hand defenseman because that's kind of a hole they have on their back end. I think they should also be targeting a top six forward in free agency because their highest scoring player this year was Anze Kopitar and he put up 67 points in like 81 games. That's not really that impressive. Nobody else even hit 60. So I think they need to go out, get somebody, probably facilitate more and rack up those points. Because Kemp, I would say get another goal scorer, but Kempe's kind of already the goal scorer on that team. I mean, nothing wrong with goal scorers, but... And then I also wouldn't mind them going out and signing another top four defenseman either. Even if they get checker, and I wouldn't mind them getting another guy. I'm just not really sold on the core they have built back there. And a bunch of free agents back there. Edler, Stetcher, yada, 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 right? Uh, I think Derzy is also an RFA. I'm just not totally sold on them. I think they are on the right path, though. If they spend their money wisely here for the next few years, then 
you let the young guys develop for another year or two, and then I think you can start calling them a cup contender by then. But they're all really close. They just really got to be smart about these next year or two here. Let's go on to the Capitals now. Um, here's this. This is another interesting one because I think they need to start getting younger. But I also start and like they need to start preparing for when Ovi leaves. But at the same time, they need to start keep winning as long as Ovi's around. Get him maybe another cup. Um, because he's still performing really good, and it's tough. I I don't know. They it's a tough. It's oh yeah, it's just really tough. So they have only eight million dollars in cap space this upcoming off season. It's gonna be tough to improve this team into a cup contender again. It sounds like Backstrom's career could be in jeopardy due to a nagging hip injury, so they might have a bunch of money cleared up. Because he could go on LTIR. Tom Wilson has a torn ACL. He's out six to eight months. He's pretty back in like December, November, December. So you can put on him on LTIR. Um, there's another like a couple million cleared up. I think they should be in the market for a veteran goalie. I think Flurry should be an option, even though I feel like Flurry doesn't want to go play in Washington. And I think if you can sign and trade or whatever, Vanacek or move him for an asset, I guess let's call it. You should do that. Give Samsonov is your number one. But I think you need a veteran goalie to come in and split games with him so he's more confident in himself, like teach him the range or whatever, right? Um, I think they should also look at getting another young defenseman. I think that's probably what... Should be on their list. Um, yeah, personally, I just think they need to start getting younger and prepare for when Ovi does retire, because that's coming soon in a couple years. But at the same time, they need to start winning while Ovi's still around. So it's a very tight rope to walk to see how they do. I don't know if they want to move out one of their pieces like Oshi or something or Kuznetsov feel like they shouldn't, but we'll see. If anything, I should think it should be Oshie because he's 35, but I don't think they will. Okay, let's go to the Bruins now. I think there's two scenarios for the Bruins this offseason. And basically comes down to option A, Patrice Bergeron retires. Option B, Patrice Bergeron doesn't retire, resigns. So we'll do the retiring option first. I think if he retires, you start to try and blow up the team a little bit. I would say you build around David Pasternak, Charlie McAvoy, Jeremy Swayman. Once again, another solid three of a forward defenseman and goalie you can build around for the future. Um, I would talk to Martian, see if he wants to stick around for a partial rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it. And then if, if he says that's not what interests him or whatever, you move him for a massive package and my package hope for him would be that you get a young center in return to fill the Bergeron void. Even if Bergeron... Well, I'll get to that. Because um, they don't really have a top six center besides Bergeron. He's your number one. Other than that, you don't really have it. Uh, Charlie Coyle is not a number two center in my opinion. 
Uh, I would, and then if he, once again, if he's still retired, I would move Nick Felino. I would move Craig, Craig Smith. I'd move Eric Hala, et cetera. I just try and get some assets back before they hit free agency next season. Maybe, maybe you keep them around till the deadline next year, but, uh, and if you're struggling, then you move them. But I, I basically just want to start fresh with this team, you know, and you just kind of tear it down a little bit. You still got those three good young pieces in Pasternak, McAvoy, and Swayman that you try and go for it in two or three years from now. And if Marshawn's still around for that, sure. Cool. He has a very good contract, though, so it's easily movable, and you can get a really nice package for what Marchan makes. If he doesn't end up retiring, though, Bergeron, and he wants to come back to the Bruins... I think you basically just run it back with his team, small few tweaks. They only have about $2 million in cap space, I think it was, so you definitely still want to get a second-line centerman um, to play beside Taylor Hall, I think, so that you don't need to split up the perfection line. I could see them even targeting like Mark Shafley in a deal for him. Um, yeah. I It's definitely going to come in a trade, I think, because they only have $2 million, and they need to still sign Bergeron if he does come back. So I think they move out like DeBrusque, who makes $4 million to make that happen. I could see them moving out Charlie Coyle because he's he making $5.25 million, and I just don't think he's worth $5.25 million. And I think there's just better options than him for cheaper, in my opinion. So option A, Bergeron retires, start your retool, I'll call it, instead of a rebuild plan for two or three years from now if he comes back and doesn't retire and resigns just push all the pieces in you can and go get one more ring with his last core with this core again maybe two more if you can but I feel like it will only be one let's go to the Penguins now last team from round one eliminated if I'm them I do not want to let Chris Letang walk if he wants like a stupid amount of money, then sure. But I think maybe you sign him to a three or four year deal, hopefully f- in the five to seven million dollar range, and hope that he would take a discount like that for it. Um, Malkin, on the other hand, I feel like Latang would take a discount. Malkin, I'm not sure if he would. Still a good player. Thirty five now, coming off point per game year, and I guess Latang. This was like the healthiest Latang's been almost ever in his career, it seems like. So maybe that's why he wants like a big contract. I don't know. Malkin was a point per game through 41 games this year. He's 35 now. Latang will be 30. I think he's 35 now. Crosby turns. Malkin will turn 36 in July, I think. Crosby turns 35 in August. If. I feel like you want to sign him to like a deal similar to what Latang's in. Latang deal would be sorry. Um, the only thing is, I don't think he's gonna make that much. I feel like he'll make more than Latang. I feel like he'll want like a four-year deal worth like eight million or three-year deal eight or seven million, right? Probably more than Latang, and I feel like that's not what Pittsburgh really wants. So if he does want that, I think you let him walk. You go maybe look at Mark Shafley even to replace him via trade. Um, and then if Mulkin doesn't come back, 
then I think you re-sign Evan Rodriguez and Ricard Raquel. But uh, if you bring them back, you probably only can afford one. I think I would choose Evan Rodriguez over Raquel. And if you want to even clear up more money, I'd move Jason Zucker's contract. He's one year left at $5.5 million. Find somebody to take it on, maybe retain a little bit of money. And then I think a good idea for them too is going to get a top four left-handed shot defenseman. Either to play beside Latang or Marino if Latang comes back. I just, I do also think they need to kind of take the Capitals approach. They kind of need to start preparing for when Crosby retires and leaves. But at the same time, you can't just let his skill go to waste. You need to start pushing for another cup for him before he retires, I think. And then we'll go to the Panthers now. Only team out in round two. They got swept to Tampa. They're in a very, very bad spot, in my opinion, going into the offseason. Barkov was on a team-friendly deal. I believe it's like $6 million per season. Now he's up to $10 million a season due to his contract uh, extension. That was last offseason, I think. So that's going to take a big chunk of their cap space away. Huberto only has one year left before he's a free agent. So he's going to get a huge raise after that. I think he's at like 6.1 right now. Um... Mackenzie Weger is making, I think, $3 million, right? 3.1 or 4 or something right now. He's going to get a bigger pay raise than that next offseason. Even this season, they might sign it too. Um, and they still got Claude Giroux's free agent, Mason Marchman's free agent. Only $4 million in cap space, however. I don't think Claude Giroux's coming back. Even if he wants to come back, he said he could definitely see himself playing in Florida again next year. I don't think they have the money to do it. Marchman, I think they should bring back. He's kind of what you want as a third-line forward. Can stir up the pot a little bit, you know, get physical, score through puck. <sighs> Clear up money for this team. I think they need to get rid of Patrick Hornquist. Final year of his contract coming up. He's making $5.3 million dollars. If you can, too, probably won't happen. I would try and move off Sergei Borovsky's contract. I don't think it's going to happen, mostly because I don't think they can do it without gaining cap space that they've already missed out or they, they were trying to clear up, or you give away an asset with him so that it happens. Because he's not a tell me... He, by the time he signed this deal, yeah, he was a $10 million contract goalie. And then he got to Florida, and he was awful. Well, like, he was good this year. He wasn't very good in the first year he got there. I believe this is his third year he just finished up. I think it's time you give Spencer Knight the reins, and you bring in maybe a veteran goalie who can take the load off him a little bit, split time, maybe like a 50-30 kind of split or something. I'm not sure. Maybe 45-35, is it? Yeah. Biggest thing for me, though, with the Panthers, I think they really, really need defense this offseason because, yes, they were an elite goal-scoring team this year. They were the best team in hockey, and maybe you can even say, hey, we need more offense this offseason because they scored three goals in four games against Tampa. Sure, you can say that, but I think defense is their biggest problem because Mackenzie Weger and Aaron Ekblad, great defenders, right? Really good pieces on the back end, but in the night, you don't really have anybody, so I think they need to look at a top four defenseman either in free agency or trade 
preferably a left-handed shot, I would say, because Uyghur and Ekblad both, both shoot right. And, yeah, that will wrap up this episode, I think. I don't think I got any more to talk about on these teams. Uh, like I said, Calgary might get eliminated tonight. Carolina and New York is probably already started or starting really quickly here as I'm recording this. Um, that series is at 2-2, and then Colorado has a 3-2 lead, and it's going to look to knock off the Blues tomorrow once and for all, even though they had their chance last night. I got to say, that game last night, wow, was that great. Maybe the best game in the playoffs so far. Um, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up. So if you got this far, thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.